0: It's almost like when you ramble, if you just keep talking and talking at some point, you end up saying things that you didn't know you were thinking about, so therapy's so good. (laughs) It's that same experience, it's like, it just unlocks bits of your mind, I feel like, that you're not always tapped into, it's fun.
1: Welcome to season two of Making Conversation with me, Grant Bryden. On this podcast, I've been sitting down with some of my favorite artists and thinkers to discuss creativity in life. For this episode, I spoke to musical adventurer Big Pig as she was preparing for the release of her debut mixtape Bubblegum. At the end of last year, the nomadic artist joined me at Levi's House of Strauss to discuss moving into a new home, making music that connects with humanity and navigating chaos in an upside-down world. If you enjoy this podcast, then please subscribe on your preferred podcast provider. And please check out my book, Life Lessons from Hip Hop, which is available from all good booksellers.
0: I'm kind of coming home to myself a bit, Mm. which is cool. I guess that's been on my mind a lot. I'm about to move into a place on my own, which would be nice. So I feel like, I just feel like, I guess, like the chaos of of life and touring and like doing all of that, it's incredible and I love it so much. But I feel like landing somewhere and being like this is my, I don't know, feels like coming home. Right. It's nice. Yeah. I've missed London a lot. So, yeah, it feels good. And even to be at the shows and be like, it's like a reintroduction back into everything. It's just like, yeah, it feels like a good place. I also feel older with it, a bit more, a bit more together with myself, I think. I guess that's kind of where I'm at.
1: Yeah yeah it's interesting actually because i noticed when i was sort of reading through old interviews and stuff a lot of the time they start with you've moved into a new place (laughs) so it's quite funny to hear you start this interview like that
0: the same way yeah i guess i'm just constantly moving um always been on the move and i guess it like comes back to that thing of like i don't know i don't know if it's just not been like um it's just been how it's meant to be where I'm just like constantly not really settled but it feels like for the first time I'm actually going to be settled for a while um and I'm really excited for that because I feel like I don't know rerouting and restarting and everything else is something I'm so used to now where it's like it's great and there's things that come to it like come from it which I love learning about new places and meeting new people and always starting fresh but I guess like the stuff that you end up kind of not running away from, but being a bit more like it's a new chapter. So let me just, I feel like I've kind of started to be able to sit with those thoughts a bit more and a bit more like I'm ready just to stop running. Do you know what I mean? Mm. So it feels good. Yeah. Yeah.
1: What do you think's brought you to that place? Because I guess. It feels like traveling has been always part of your yeah. life, and sort of moving around and stuff. And it feels like, I guess, every era, every new release comes with a new <laughs> move and a new and a and a change. Yeah. And so I wondered what has got you to this place now of this more settled, settled sense of
0: being. I don't know, you know. I really don't know. I think it's like probably a mixture of things. Um, maybe like kind of c- coming into myself a bit more and feeling more like I can sit with myself. Um, I think I probably got there by just, I don't know. I don't know. I think my lifestyle is different. I'm not as reckless, I think, as I used to be. <laughs> right. <laughs> Which is good. And yeah, I feel like I understand myself a bit more. And really, I guess, I especially doing a lot of shows and doing a lot of being in new places all the time. I've kind of been desperate for that sanctuary that is like home, hmm. which I feel like maybe I didn't, I haven't really understood before. Do you know what I okay. mean? And I think it's like, I'm so excited to build that for myself. Just like to have somewhere where it's like, even if, Life is chaotic or even if things are moving a lot and everything else like this is the one place that stays and you can really It's constant.
1: Mm. Do
0: you know, what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, because yeah. 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 I feel like sometimes I look for that in different places whether it be like a person or I don't know a feeling that you're chasing or whatever else and I think like I guess I've realized like through various Relationships too and everything else where I've like, got to a point now where I'm like, okay, actually none of that is substan- or sustainable I think, I don't know, I've kind of just realised like it has to come from me giving it to myself and not looking for it in other places. Yeah. But yeah.
1: Yeah, because everything's always moving. and.
0: Yeah. I would know, I'm excited to kind of get into that relationship with myself finally, I think.
1: You mentioned like getting older, which I thought was interesting because yeah. I guess your first three sort of EPs sort of chronicle that Move from teens to like early adulthood, and then because you're performing live, I guess you're constantly revisiting that time. Yeah. what is that what is that sort of like to be on stage and going back to a previous? Because I guess for a lot of us, we can just sort of forget and move (laughs) on from then. Whereas you have to, you do have to keep going back to it all the time.
0: I guess like I remember it used to be difficult. before i think as well like my whole relationship with live has changed whereas i feel like when i started playing live i was always very scared of playing live okay and very like exactly that like there's tracks in those setlists and stuff and still that i play now that i just feel like i look at differently whereas when i started doing it it was like you'd play it and it would completely transform like it would just you'd go completely back in time to that moment when you're doing it And I was scared of the crowd and very shy to be on stage and it almost felt like exposing. Mm. Whereas like when I do it now, I guess I reflect more on it in the way of like the things that have come from it that have been great rather than like following the rabbit hole of like sinking into it, which has been helpful. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um Yeah, it's a weird relationship, I guess, when it comes to that. But I feel like I've got to a point where I'm, like, playing live. Yeah, there are definitely moments in those songs. I think, like, it's important to take a breath before going into, like, there's tracks, like, and stuff, where it's, like, those songs will still, will never be, like, tracks that I play live and don't think about where I was when I wrote that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It doesn't, like, I don't know. I think now it's, like, I can do that, but I can do it in a way that feels like I'm proud of myself for getting past it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rather than losing myself in it.
1: Okay, so Um. you're not being like absorbed now by the song. Yeah,
0: it's not like picking a scab. It's more like helping a wound a little bit. Do you know what I mean? It's like it still hurts, but it's like, I don't know, it's healing rather Mm. than being hurtful. Mm. Yeah.
1: What does it feel like with some of those songs? Because I guess once you release a song, mm-hmm. it becomes everybody else's. Yeah. And it's that weird thing where they'll project things onto the song that you didn't intend for it. And so I guess there's a lot of sort of emotional exchange between you and the and the crowd. crowd. What, yeah. what does that feel like for you with stuff that's so personal that you've released?
0: I feel like it's just, it kind of reassures a lot. Like, I remember, like, that's kind of the way that I found music in my relationship with it when I started off, was, like, I remember this Ben Harper track, and it was, like, the one that really cemented things for me in the way that, like, I understand what music's about and what it it means and what it's for. And it's, like, he was singing about a relationship and I was 14, I had no idea what a relationship was, but it's, like, I thought of it as my relationship with my mom, and, like the feeling of isolation and everything else and like that kind of thing where he was talking about that with a person he was in love with and it made so much sense to me in my context and it brought me so much comfort and so much more like, I just really thought like, how does this man know about my life? Do you know what I mean? And it's just kind of like, I think to sing songs, to sing songs, (laughs) but to like go and be able to perform songs that mean a heavy thing for me but knowing that when you were singing it back, it means something to you as well. That's the bridge. I guess that's when I feel like, okay, this is what it's meant for. Do you know what I yeah. mean? And it helps. Okay. Yeah, okay. it just feels good, to be honest. Perfect.
1: But yeah. Is it ever is it ever difficult though? I guess because your audience, as you said, like reassure you. Does that ever then make it difficult to work out what it what's yours and what is them putting back onto you if that if you know what I mean
0: I feel like it's the same way if you've got say you've had an experience and you tell it to a friend or a room full of people mm. and people come back with like oh I understand that or oh, I relate to that and they mightn't relate exactly the same way but that in itself is like a comfort yeah you know what I mean And it's also like I don't know it like it just it means it can live beyond like an isolated experience. Mm-hmm. It goes and it lives in so many different pockets and and experiences I think it's yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Know. And the thing you've made I guess is is able to then help other people in you'd hope. all sorts of <laughs> ways that you'd never imagined it probably. Yeah.
0: I think when I get messages sometimes of like people that send them through and say, hey, this like really helped with a hard time or this really helped me get through this breakup or this relationship. And it's like, it just feels like, yeah, it feels like you're bonded through that. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? And it's okay. I just, yeah, it just makes me glad that it has done that. Yeah. Because if it didn't, I'd be a bit upset. I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like all this shit, <laughs> but yeah. Does sick. it
1: ever end up feeling like a responsibility to other people or are you able to sort of, when you're creating, are you able to separate yourself from the audience and just make what you want yeah. to
0: make? To be honest, I feel like I've never really brought the audience into the studio. Do you know what I mean? That kind yeah. of way. I feel like when you're making something, or when I've made something anyways, with the producers I work with, we just kind of roll with it and like, let it all kind of fall out and then, if you end up with a great, like you end up with the song that you love at the end of it. Like I just think once you start thinking too much about who's going to listen to this and what are they going to think and da da, then you start to like um, almost mold it too much. Yeah. You don't allow it to just do its thing. Yeah. Which is what I feel like is special about it mm. is that it kind of takes a life of its own. Yeah. But yeah.
1: I read that you sort of, and I don't know if this is still the case, but that you like to be in the studio with the, producer rather than sort of getting a beat and sitting right into it
0: well I used to do that okay and that's kind of how I started off okay um was finding beats on YouTube and then on SoundCloud and then writing over those at home and it used to make me really nervous to even like think about writing with anyone else in the room but um then I started working with I think it was Zach Nahome was one of my first people that I got in the studio with where we actually sat down like keep playing around with some stuff start making the instrumental and then I start writing and it's like I think now that I've got a taste of what that's like I love it and okay. I just love bouncing off someone and being able to like I don't know like it's just a different energy I think when you find the right relationship with it not to say I still don't like writing on my own I definitely do like 405 was written when like that track for example was like I beat Send Over and that was the first time in ages that I'd written like at home and then just went and recorded it. And that felt really good. But there is something to be said for being like just sharing that with someone mm. when you're in the room, I think is really like just fun, to yeah. be honest. Yeah. And, and it takes a certain amount of vulnerability, I feel like, as well. You just gotta really trust each other in that saying.
1: How difficult was it then to? Because you said when you were writing at home, you were yeah. scared to be with anyone else writing. How yeah. how did you manage to sort of find that?
0: It took a fucking lot of trial and error, to be honest. Because the thing is, not all the time are you going to come out with a track that you love. Yeah. And even with like Zach, I remember the first, god, the first two sessions. I'm like, don't you ever dare play anyone those tracks. I swear to God, like he's got them. Yeah, they could blackmail me those tracks so easily. (laughs) I'm just like, some of the worst songs were written. But it's like, I guess you've got to trust enough that, like, you feel something with someone. You're like, I know that we've got it there somewhere. It's just not these songs, but it'll come. And I think, like, you just got to let go of, like, the feeling of being embarrassed. The minute that you start to feel a bit, like, shameful of an idea or a little bit, like, oh, I don't know, is that cringy? Like, I think that's already just trying to control too much what it looks like you right. know what i mean yeah yeah
1: so you've got to kind of be unafraid to make mistakes basically. yeah
0: exactly like that yeah yeah
1: it sounds like the way that you kind of work is that you make stuff and then you kind of like come back and evaluate it later mm. and decide what is going out what's working and yeah. what's not i read something where you'd sort of said that sometimes you write writing and you don't really know what it's about until you yeah. listen back to it later
0: a lot of the time it's like that yeah where it's like you're just kind of in a train of thought and you're writing you're writing you're writing and like you understand kind of like you obviously understand where you're going i guess with it but then you look back and you read it and you're like oh that's what it, that's what was going on or that's what subconsciously i feel like a lot of things like feed into it mm. where it's almost like when you ramble if you just keep talking and talking at some point you end up saying things that you didn't know you were thinking about. Do you know what I mean? So therapy's so good. (laughs) It's that same experience. It's like just going into that kind of stream of consciousness and then afterwards being able to read back and being like, okay, you're either like still thinking about someone that you lost or you're, it just unlocks bits of your mind, I feel like, that you're not always tapped into it's fun.
1: So you have to be able to allow the subconscious to come out in front of the person that you're with, I guess. Yeah. And that's what makes it exactly. so vulnerable.
0: Exactly. I think like the some of the worst sessions I've been in have been ones where it's like, there's, it's just too much uh, formula. Right. Whenever anyone's like, right, we need a verse and a chorus and a pre and a, and a bridge. And then what does that mean? And where's the catchy, I'm like, I just, I'm off, I'm out. Like I can't, just cause it's like, you've taken the magic out of it then. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I feel like when you try and structure something that's not supposed to be, I feel like it's just supposed to write itself in a way. Do you know what I mean? Like you just go with it and like, don't think about how it's supposed to end up or how, how like how anyone's gonna listen to it or how it's gonna sit with this and this. It's like, just let it be its thing and it will work, I think. Yeah. And if it doesn't, that's fine. I think once all of those rules come in to a place that's like beautiful for the fact that there's no rules, it's like, it kind of poisons it
1: a little bit. Yeah, yeah. 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 So what is the, like, what does the writing process look like? Are you sat there like physically writing stuff down or are you in a studio just recording it or what's it, what's it like?
0: So usually if I'm in, for example, Zach or another producer, they'll start kind of, playing around with drum sounds or a synth or bass guitar or whatever and then we'll kind of like we'll feel it out but that feels good let's go there and then he'll start creating the instrumental and while he's doing that I've got a mic and usually like mumbling melodies around until I'm like right that's where it is and then just start writing to that and I'll keep writing and writing and writing and then while he's producing that and usually by the end of it we've met at a point where my bits yeah and his bits
1: yeah yeah. and you tend to show up to the studio with some stuff in mind that you want to never
0: no i feel like that's yeah that's another thing that like freaks me out because i just can't (laughs) um yeah i can't do that i feel like yeah because it's another thing i feel like whenever uh, there's because i've heard of people that go in with lyrics before or anything else. I think it's incredible, but just like, for me, it's like I couldn't just cause again, it feels like we've already decided what it is and is. We're not just letting, we're not capturing mm. the moment. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So you're not going to show up and be like, today I'm going to write a song about no. this thing. No. It's just whatever comes out once you're in the space.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: And so is it a case of like you're recording a lot in order to get to the things that you're looking for or do you tend to have quite a good sort of hit rate, I guess, of like <laughs> To be honest, the bad. That you want to put out?
0: <laughs> yeah. I think um when I'm in the flow of it, I mean obviously it's always there are moments where it doesn't work, but you kinda know within the first while whether or not it's a day to write. Do you mm-hmm. know what I mean? I feel like Sometimes you'll go and you'll get some ideas down, but you're like, it's just not clicking today. Yeah. But for the most part, yeah, we always end up with a track at the end of it. Mm. It's like a big old Dropbox folder somewhere with like <laughs> all the music, yeah.
1: Do you ever return to some of the stuff that you didn't and like work back into it or yeah, is yeah, it yeah. kind of, yeah, you do?
0: Yeah, we do that. I think Feels Right we did that with. Right. And that was with me, Zach and Maverick Saber, cause he co-wrote on that as well we all got in the room, and there was like, what do we have? I think we had a verse in the chorus. And then we were like, okay, we'll leave it there. Cause it feels good and we're not gonna keep messing with it. It feels really good there. And then we came back to it a while later and again, caught the same vibe and finished it. It was good. But sometimes that happens, yeah. It gives me the fear a little bit to do that just cause right. sometimes you'll go in and if you're on a really good thing, It's like a balance, I feel like, because if you've found the pocket and you've found, like, okay, it feels like we're on the train now, they can go one to two ways. Either you're kind of, you've got some of it out and you're like, I want to finish it, but it's just not, I don't know what is next or I don't know what it needs, but I really want to finish it. And I think there's, like, a, a thing of... I don't know, like really pushing it sometimes as well. I feel like if if it feels like it's done, not done, but if it feels like that's as much as it wants to reveal right now, then I feel like it's important to be like, okay, I'll take a step back and not ruin it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know, you just gotta follow it until it feels like that's enough. And then at the same time, if we go back in, sometimes it's scary because it's like, how are we gonna find that same feeling and jump into that same world, I yeah. guess, if it's been like, I don't know, it's like a lot of the time why I don't like re-recording things, which is a nightmare, because I usually just put down like demo vocals on like an SM7 or whatever and just be like doing that. And then we might have the track done and then it's like, oh, well, you should record it on like a different mic and like a, just because of the noise and stuff. But I just love that it's captured in the moment with the emotion exactly raw as it was. And I think I just love keeping as much of that moment in there as possible. Hmm. Yeah, I don't
1: know. You mentioned therapy before and it sounds like there's a real therapeutic sort yeah. of element to the recording. Fully, yeah. What are what are things that you've kind of, especially with that process of like writing stuff down and then later realizing what it's about, what are things that you've surprised yourself with or like learned about yourself through that process of writing and recording?
0: I guess like, say you're in a really bad, Um, like a bit of a spiral or if you've kind of just lost yourself a little bit. I feel like music has definitely become or been that thing that's like a diary almost of like, okay, even if you're not aware, it's keeping track of everything. Mm -hmm. And it's like, right, remember when this was you? Remember when that happened? how did you get here, do you know what I mean, kind of a thing. And like even when you need a reality track a little bit, it comes in, it definitely does that. Where I think like The Sky Is Bleeding, especially like that EP, looking back there, I'm like there's some tracks that I'd just make me so sad to listen back to. Right. <laughs> but it's like, because I knew the headspace and the place that I was at with myself then, that at the time I don't feel like I even really had the capacity to look at. But I think like listening back now, It's almost like there's a smaller yourself inside yourself being like, hey, like this is going on, trying to wake you up a bit. Do you know what I mean? So I think listening back to some of those stuff, it's like, fuck, okay. I think your music knows yourself a bit more than... Yeah, you give it credit sometimes. But yeah, I don't know. I think things like that have surprised me. Yeah.
1: Yeah, so the smaller self sort of manages to find its way into right. the music even when you don't necessarily know that it's there
0: yeah exactly like yeah it's the thing that brings you back a little bit i think or is trying to even yeah. when everything else has failed you're like <laughs> music is still like just bring you back to reality a little bit i think yeah
1: so with bubblegum it sounds like there's been a sort of change in the tone and s- some of the stuff that you've been putting out i wonder yeah. what When did you start recording that?
0: Bubblegum, when did we start recording that? Did I start doing that? Um, that would have been this year? Okay. Was it this year? Time is just so confusing at the minute. Yeah, I think it was this year, earlier this year. It was made with a bunch of different producers. Hazy Eyes, Andrew Wells, Zach, obviously, and Aaron Shadrow. Made in different places. It's it's, uh, it's cool, it's kind of like a bit of a, I guess like time capsule of a lot of different moments mm. that have happened. It's yeah, it's yeah.
1: What about the format? Because I felt, thought the fact that it's a mixtape, yeah. um, the other things you've released have always been EPs. So I wondered what the choice to, to name it that is.
0: I think because it feels like it's a step in a different direction, I guess. Whereas like the EPs were always, I don't know, it felt like they were in their own worlds. Whereas this feels like a bridge to something else. Right. So I guess that's kind of the reason for it. Also it's longer mm-hmm. than the other ones. So before the like, album, I guess I wanted to like bridge over. Yeah. Okay.
1: What do you think created that bridge of like, you know, cause I guess you could have made something that continues on mm-hmm. another EP or something but yeah. it does feel like a sort of lateral move rather than a necessarily like a straightforward, like here's the next chapter of what I'm already right. doing in a sense. What what caused that sort of jump?
0: I guess it was just like the collection of sounds feels more, all the rest of the EPs, the collection of sounds in them have like always had like a stream through them Yeah, they make sense in the same world. I think these do too make sense in the same world, but they're all very different tracks. Mm. And they're kind of like an overlook of like a lot of the sounds that I want to bring into. I don't know what's next. Rather mm. than being like, this is its own world, separate, chapters done kind of a thing. Mm. It's more like a new book almost. Yes. Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah. I wondered what your relationship is like with genre because it sort of feels like a slightly outdated idea but at the same mm-hmm. time it's like inescapable in a way it's like everything sort of even if it's talking about how something is genreless or you yeah. know all these words to describe the fact that it doesn't fit into a genre mm-hmm. I guess that in itself is still a genre yeah what do you think of that concept of genre
0: I think genre I think is important to acknowledge for sure and it's, like, interesting to look at the influences as well. Like, I feel like when I look back, it always makes sense with the stuff that I'm listening to or kind of the worlds that I'm in and exposed to. So I feel like it does have... Like, I don't think it should be written off as a thing. Mm. <laughs> but I think as well, it's interesting to fuse sounds and to make make new... Things from that, do you know what mm. I mean, and not be so strict with it all the time. I like the idea that you can't tie music down too much, but if you had to understand it in a certain genre I'm sure you could. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Because it feels like a lot of music now is more about a specific mood or a, rather than kind of like well we use this particular drum break, so therefore it fits into this or
0: right. Yeah. Um, but I think like in the way as well, though it's like, it's interesting to break it down in genres, I feel like, yeah, because it's like, I think the history of the genres is just such an interesting thing to to look at. And if you start to be like, none of it matters. And mm-hmm. I think then you miss out on really understanding why a sound sounds a certain way, mm-hmm. do you know what I mean? Yeah, you remove a
1: lot of context. Yeah, exactly. Yeah.
0: So I don't think it's about removing at all. I think it's more like why do these two work with so well together? Like how how do we make how do we bring it to a new place? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It also makes us think I guess a lot of genres while they were developing, the artists within them might not have necessarily like I'm pretty sure Neo Soul people yeah. who are Neo Soul were rejecting that when it was happening. Right. Whereas now it's quite defined in and what it, yeah. These, Erica Badu and yeah, D'Angelo and stuff go into that that um, category, yeah. yeah. Or, like, I remember, I guess, like, Grime was like that, where there was a mm. lot of time where it was like, what is it? And yeah, now it is accepted as that. So, I guess it's sometimes while a genre is forming, there's not necessarily a clear name for it, or the artists don't want to take that name,
0: right? Maybe. Well, maybe it's because it feels like at times maybe it puts you into a bit of a box which no one ever wants I don't think yeah yeah but then I don't know I feel like there's also like a badge of honor I guess with like a lot of them too with genres if you do it really well if you're really good at the one sound that you do yeah it's like an incredible thing to be like do you know what I mean yeah yeah
1: and no one's gonna question an artist for being really good at a genre and saying why aren't they doing this completely yeah exactly yeah. Yeah. But I think with your music it's it genre I think comes up or is interesting because like for mm. example and I don't know if this is true but I was reading that you only started to use rap because you were kind of in freestyle sort of like yeah, sessions yeah. and stuff. It wasn't necessarily from a deliberate thing of like, well I'm gonna like I've been studying all this rap so I'm gonna use it. Mm. Um and now I'm sort of like moving in Using more I guess dance and electronic elements and stuff mm-hmm. it's it's really interesting, I think the way that you've kind of come across different genres and kind of worked with them, yeah, with the new stuff, I guess the dancier elements of it. I wondered what inspired the kind of that
0: I feel like it's always the music that I'm listening to right. that feeds it a lot, yeah, and it always kind of has been, and I feel like like it's dancier stuff I guess just came from a place of like wanting to make something that feels like it's moving and it feels good to play live in a way of like you can push certain elements of it not that the rest of this stuff doesn't feel good to play live but I think this is like I wanted to bring that energy into mm-hmm. that I guess not consciously but then I, yeah it just feels good to play live I think with switch and stuff like that when i started to play that live i was like this is sick yeah. like it'd be great to be able to move more on stage and everything else but yeah it's a huge thing to the producers that I work with too because i feel like i mean i always go back my mind always goes back to zach but it's just like with him as well and we'd share a lot of music to each other and i guess like we'll just kind of be in the head like same headspace with it and so he's kind of like gone down that route as well. So yeah, we just kind of, just making music that you want to listen to. Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
1: Following the pandemic, it does feel Mm -hmm. like a lot of people want to be back into the body and back into like movement. And I wondered whether that at all, even maybe slightly subconsciously was an influence.
0: Yeah, for sure. I think so. Just wanting to be in like a sweaty room. Right. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, definitely
1: bubblegum the title where did you come up with that from what made you want to call the record that, that makes i it just
0: taste? think the whole thing sounds like i don't know like it's sweet but it's very like fragile in places um i just love the word bubblegum too I feel yeah. Like it feels good in my mouth so i'm like um yeah it's a uh, it's cute i don't know I don't feel like there's huge intention behind it with the name, but it just felt right for the project.
1: Mm. There's quite a long lead into it because it comes out in, what, like March?
0: It's kind of it? January, actually. January, okay. Yeah.
1: But it still, there's quite a, you know, I feel like a lot of people now like to just announce that the record's coming out in four days or whatever and it's here. Yeah. Whereas it feels like there's been a bit more of a, you're like putting songs out and letting yeah. them live. Like, what? made you want to take that that sort of process with it
0: well i think because i hadn't released music in so long yeah until fun and then after that i was just so desperate to put music out Mm -hmm. so i'm like okay let's just put them out and let them have their own lives before Mm -hmm. living in a project so that's kind of where it came from i guess because yeah it feels like a mad thing when you haven't released for ages but you've got all this music and you've listened to it for so long so you feel like the world has heard it but they haven't and you feel like they've i don't know it just kind of sometimes feels like you're holding them hostage a little bit <laughs> you're like mm-hmm. <laughs> just gonna like go live your lives so yeah i think that is one of the reasons why we're putting it out like that we actually wanted to release more this year than we have but it's okay we yeah. at next year yeah
1: what about that gap with the release and stuff does that put pressure on you at all or does it add to the weight of the release and make it like it has to do more because it's taken so long to release or are you still kind of all right with
0: i feel like at this point like when a release date has been set it's like okay cool that's gonna come out then i don't really look at it or think about it even mm-hmm. when it has released it'll kind of like it feels like good it feels like a relief when it's out but i think the worst thing is to like consistently look back and be like oh how's it doing how's this like i just feel like i want to keep moving do you know what i mean so it's like even with all this scheduled it feels so good to know that it's all going out but i'm already like in write mode of like okay what else is there do you know what i mean to put out and what else is there to write like what else wants to come out yeah so yeah it feels really good but i just don't get too stuck on it now okay i'm like
1: yeah was there ever a time that you did sort of get stuck on that when it's come out, keeping an eye on how it's doing and following social media and all that kind of
0: thing. All of that kind of stuff. Maybe at the very, very start. Right. Um, like SoundCloud days a little bit. And also actually, I feel like there's a part of me that thought I would jinx it if I okay. kept looking at it. Cause it's like watching kettle boil kind of thing. You're like, is it ever gonna? Whereas I feel like the best thing to do is just like, let it do its thing and hopefully it, it also it doesn't matter yeah i think it's just like that thing of just let it live its life and not put too many expectations on it and not like consistently like critique how it's doing because mm-hmm. yeah yeah it's just better if it just you yeah. just don't look back yeah
1: especially in this kind of era of music because i feel like the song you least expect to be the massive hit will be the one <laughs> that blows up and you have no control really yeah. over which what that is that's true when do you think that you learned to not put too much expectation on or have you always been like that
0: i feel like i can't remember when i guess it happened but yeah i think it's always been in my mind a little bit of like i don't want because i feel like it's that thing of like you never want that to be the reason that you put out music do you know what I mean Mm -hmm. like it's that thing of like just staring at the numbers and being like I don't know it just feels a little bit too like you're putting too much pressure on the song to do something Mm -hmm. whereas like I don't know I feel like if you've done your best with something you just gotta let it do its thing and hope that something will happen to it I guess but -hmm. just like keep moving also yeah i just don't like i don't like getting stuck in the um
1: like the sort of career side of it almost yeah a little yeah.
0: bit it's incredible to be able to do it as a career i love it so much i wouldn't trade it for anything i think it's that thing of like i also want to make sure that i remember that i would do it no matter what do you yeah. know what i mean and i think that's like the thing of like when you start to look at it too much like a I don't know, something that you put pressure on that you're like, this has to do well and if it doesn't do well then everything's over it's like it's a song. It's like a you've if you've done the best you can with the song, leave it do its thing. Just making sure that you're not I'm not getting lost in that kind of headspace. It's like, yeah. Just losing the fact that you just love to do it. Yeah. For the fact that like how well something does. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah.
1: Have you ever come close to that? Because it feels like it's quite easy to, especially when you're sort of first blown up and there's like magazine shoots to do and shows to do and songs coming out. It's, yeah. it's quite easy to get caught up in all of that and sort of like lose that focus. of yeah, yeah. Or the fact that you, as you said, you would do it even without all of that stuff. Yeah. I think it is really easy to just get carried away into the other stuff and get quite lost. Have, do you feel like you've ever... Come close to that?
0: I feel like. Um, I feel like maybe when there was a stretch of like writing a lot and a lot and a lot, but it was almost like every day was booked out. Right. And I loved part of it, but then another part of me was just like, am I just. Feels a little bit like I'm trying to force something to come out every day. Mm hmm. And not just like taking my time with it, and not like I don't know. Just like felt like how do you describe it? Just draining it, I guess, instead of nurturing it. And I think at that point I was like, okay, I'm just gonna take a step back for a bit, and just remember that I love to do it, rather than just like okay, well we need this right now because like I just feel like once you get into his face, just the fuck is the worst. Yeah. I think there are definitely moments of it but then it's just i think a reality check of like actually what i think live shows bring that back as well to be honest Where you're just like what is it what is it all for like what am i doing do you know what i mean mm-hmm. and then you can kind of you feel it again in a room and you're like oh okay of course that's what like yeah that's why
1: and it sounds like you maybe need to live between studio sessions you can't just do with yeah. the way that you work, you can't just go in every day or you won't have anything really to write about. It sounds like you need time
0: to yourself outside of it. Yeah, I think so. I think so. Because otherwise I feel like, feel like I'll just run out a little bit. <laughs> Battery like, will get low. Yeah. Saying that though, I haven't been in the studio in a minute, I, I want to go back in. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
1: what do you do to nurture the creativity? Like you said, what do you do sort of outside of the studio to like, look after yourself or to to make sure that when you're in the studio you're gonna have material and you're gonna be the best you that you can be in the studio
0: i think like i don't know i guess like definitely given time to relationships and everything else i feel like it's something that i'm really trying to prioritize right now especially because finally landing so i'm like okay let me just come out of isolation a bit and it, yeah, it's going to be nice. It'll be really good. And then, what else do I do? Go for walks. So just start to like enjoy, enjoy small things as well. I think just like, just little self-care things. I feel like I'm just so drawn to chaos though, that sometimes I like, that sounds like a luxury. Do you know what I mean? Right. A little bit where you're like, I try not to go to the pub as much, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> which is good. I like going on little adventures I love meeting new people and kind of just thinking back on like people that I've met in the last year and just, I don't know, like going on little things like that. I feel like living freely, I guess, outside of it, that really inspires a lot. Just like not really thinking too much about where you're going or what you're doing with a person just like, it feels good. Yeah. I don't know, that made sense. <laughs> no,
1: no, definitely. <laughs> yeah. Do you think that, like, a lot of the stuff we've been talking about has been about ways of getting yourself to be able to think freely and stuff? Do you mm. think that you've ever had a tendency to overthink and that that's what you're moving For away sure. from? For yeah. sure, yeah.
0: To overthink, definitely. I think I get lost in my head a lot, right. probably, with that kind of shit So well. I just feel like, yeah, I definitely do. But... I know, pros and cons with it, to be honest. <laughs> I feel like, yeah, like the overthinking thing can be kind of stressful. I think especially when it just like, when it takes over a bit. But I think that taking time out and like just getting to talk to people a bit more and like seeing friends and stuff just brings you back down where I can feel like I get lost so easily up here when someone needs like you just need to re-root and just like get a grasp on <laughs> on um on what's going on so to get lo- yeah so they don't get too lost in it i don't know yeah yeah
1: you mentioned being drawn to chaos before which was, yeah. that was a phrase that i really sort of what, what 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 do you mean by that or like what what does that tend to sort of look like
0: um <sighs> it's a uh, I don't know. I think it's always been... I think it's in my blood, to be honest. Just drawn to chaos. I think it's just like... Constantly kind of... Just following the like... Follow, following a spark or following... Do you know what I mean? Where it's like... I think... I love going out. Mm, <laughs> yeah. I love going out. I'm not so much anymore. it's just good. But... I think sometimes I can get a bit lost in that. And... I just love just that whole thing of adventure and also like the upside down of reality. Do you know what I mean? That kind of thing where there's like one thing going on that, uh, how do I describe it? I felt there's two sides to a city or two sides to a place. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And one is where you're here and everything's very calm and everything's got its place and it's very like what the simulation of life should be. Mm. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. And then there's the other side of it where it's like I don't know, where there's just like not that many rules and time doesn't work the same way and like there's I don't know how to describe it, like yeah, it's yeah. just do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, And you just kind of um meet characters and just go off with them and it's a bit of a mad time it's good though yeah yeah but i just feel like you can always see like there's just two sets of right yeah and you were
1: sort of battling between the two i guess because you talked about being settled and being
0: well i'm really trying (laughs) so you're trying to stay on the the first one but you tend to flip into
1: the the second one right yeah
0: i think so so yeah yeah i'm hoping though (laughs) this is like the first (laughs) over as well, and be able to settle.
1: What are the most difficult things you've had to overcome in your career so far? What are the what have been like the biggest obstacles for you, and how do you think that you've managed to sort of overcome them?
0: I guess like trusting that if your instinct tells you that something's not right, to go with it mm-hmm. is something that I feel like is really. I've had to like really delve into, because even if everything feels like I don't know, I think you just need to know when something's not right, and kind of follow that. I think not looking back at tracks, because like I was saying before, like for example, when a track does really really well, and there's a lot of pressure to maybe like follow that track up with another one exactly like that making sure that you stick to your guns a little bit or be like a bit like okay I'm not gonna let that affect the process yeah it's been a challenge a little bit sometimes but I think it's important um and I think to be honest like yeah I think like 9-8 and everyone have been like a huge blessing in that way as well because I feel like they've really helped me lot lose my head with it Do you know yeah. what I mean and they've been a bit of a grounding point throughout all of it where I've still got like my team as well. And we can always kind of talk about everything, when everything whenever anything comes up. Mm. I guess just trusting that you're doing the right thing or making the right decision is always like the hardest bit. But you just got to go with instinct, I think.
1: What do you think has sort of like helped you to make that realization or to like learn to go with instinct and learn to sort of trust your gut on it?
0: I think situations before where I haven't right, and then have kind of ended up being like oh I should have listened to myself yeah mm. do you know what I mean I should yeah, have listened yeah. to that Um and it happens with everything I guess like with any relationship or with any kind of career probably as well mm. That there's gonna be moments where you're just like okay right this isn't working but on paper, everything seems fine. And then you just got to, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, there's definitely been moments like that. But I feel like, overall, I've had a pretty pretty easy ride. Yeah. <laughs> so far, I think.
1: What are you most proud of about what you've achieved so
0: far? Oh. Um, most proud of... I guess like, I just keep thinking about like, make my mom proud I guess mm. that's been a big part of it really just making making a career out of it from like where I started to where I am in general it's just something that I feel like I'm always really proud of and like understanding who I am through it and getting through some tough shit I uh, so just some tough times mm. and still being able to still have my feet on the ground yeah yeah <laughs> yeah when do you think
1: that you realized that you'd made your mum proud or like what what's her reaction been to sort of everything that you're doing now
0: i think she still doesn't really understand it she's like yeah i just i don't know but i think she um just like she came to the show on thursday right so watching her there she literally got like the bang center like <laughs> Balcony see I was like, probably he's giving me a chance. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, she was there the whole time. So that just like moments of like when I've spoken to her and she's like, Oh, yeah, like I could just tell she's proud. And I think that's something that I've always wanted to see in her. So I think that's like something that makes me really happy. Yeah. I remember I caught her watching a music video of my mom's. I was like, What are you watching? She was like, Nothing. She was really shy about it. I was like, it's okay. <laughs> and she was like, yeah, well, it's good. And I was like, thanks. She always tells me, you need to make more dancy ones you know, more happy ones. I was like, yeah, I'll make some more happy ones. Yeah. But yeah, um, making her proud has been a really big achievement. So I'm proud of that. And you know what? And when I hear people at shows singing things back or when I'm like, that shit does make me really proud as well. mm to know that like i could potentially something that i've written could potentially do something for someone that it did for me back then yeah that's like everything i've ever wanted so it's pretty good (laughs) yeah
1: perfect and lastly like what does success look like to you
0: success looks like leaving a positive impact, I think. Like being able to look back and be like, okay, that did something and it changed. Changed the course of something, I think like that's really when I'm gonna be like, cool, job done.
1: Thank you for listening to Making Conversation with Grant Bryden, featuring Big Pig. If you like this episode, then please be sure to rate, comment and subscribe wherever you're listening to podcasts. You can listen to Big Pig's brand new mixtape, Bubblegum, available now on all streaming services. And check out my book, Life Lessons from Hip Hop, which is available from all good booksellers. Thank you to Levi's for welcoming us into House of Strauss to record, as well as EROy Chan for the graphic design. And John Phonics for the instrumental that I'm talking over right now. You can connect with me on social media at Grant Bryden and Big Pig at Big B-I-I-G underscore Pig P-I-I-G on all platforms.